Hello, hello, hello. I am your host, Alana Jane, and this is Becoming a Better You. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode one of Becoming a Better You. I am your host, Alana, and I am so excited for today's episode. Originally, I had something totally different planned, and I had all of the titles and the scripts ready, but God said no, and he gave me something better. I posted on my private story, and there's like 10 girls on there, and I was like, guys, like, what do you guys want me to talk about? Give me the questions. And I got three questions that I was like, yeah, like, I think this is a good way to start off the podcast. The first question that I got was how I reconnected with God. And the second question I got was how I got close to God. And so when I first heard those two questions, I was like, well, these two questions are very similar. Like they're basically the same question. But the more I thought about it, I was like, wait, no, you can reconnect with God and still not be close to God. You can know who God is, but not have intimacy with him. So I wanted to talk about how I reconnected with God, but also how I got close to God and the steps that I took to get close with God. And the third question that I got was the steps or tips that took me to get closer with God, but farther from smoking, drinking and partying. I want to talk about first how I reconnected with God, you know, ever since I was young, I grew up in church. So I always had like a basic understanding of God, who he was, what the church atmosphere was, what it all was about. But in the household that I grew up in, that I was raised in, it was very toxic. And so it caused a lot of trauma and the trauma had led to seeking happiness in other places. You know, the older I got, everybody around me was smoking, drinking, partying. And so they all seemed so happy. So that's where I tried to seek my happiness. And so I got dug up into that hole. I had gotten into a place of like disassociation. So I was so deep in that hole where like the more I drank, the more I partied, the more I smoked. I like never believed anybody was real or anything was real. I didn't see a purpose in anything. I just questioned life. And so I was so lost. Like the only word to describe how I was in that season of my life was lost but I remember last January actually I was visiting my best friend in Florida she used to live where I live but then they moved over and her mom was like oh there's like a church where you guys live and you guys should visit it and whatever and so I remember that that Sunday that we came home we got home my mom was like well you know what the church is at night we just we got home we have time to rest and we'll go at night and so our family got ready we all went to the church and God really spoke to me that day and so that day I was like I want to know what this hype is about why is everybody investing everything that they have into this and so I was like I'm gonna give it a shot so after we got home from church that night, I remember I grabbed my Bible and I just started reading the Bible. And, you know, I I always believed in God. I knew that he was real. So reconnecting with God was not easy and it didn't happen overnight. I knew that I had to get close to God. So that was kind of how I reconnected with God, you know. I just want to talk about this a little bit because it didn't happen overnight. You know, I would go to church, I would pray and read the Bible and still sin. So... I didn't become perfect overnight. My happiness did not come overnight. I knew that I had to work to be close to God. You know, I had to work on my relationship with God in order to be given that gift of happiness. Um, It did not come overnight. I had to pray a lot. I had to do my part, you know, which was praying, fasting, working on myself. Even though I was praying, like the enemy was still working, obviously, like he's seeing you're doing good and he's gonna try and attack. I remember that at the peak 
of my relationship with God, my reconnecting with God. That was when I was praying the most, I was fasting the most, I was seeking the most. I remember I would like, after I would pray or before I would pray, I would feel like spirits roaming my room. And one night, I remember I went to bed and I fell asleep and I woke up, but I woke up like I couldn't breathe and I couldn't talk and I knew I was awake, but I was in a sleep paralysis almost and... It was the worst thing ever. I just remember I would try and scream and I couldn't scream and I couldn't talk and I couldn't do anything. I couldn't move. And I just like remember I was thinking, I was like, Jesus Christ, help me. Lord, help me. God, I need you. I need you. I, this is, I need you. Like I, I, this, whatever this is, like I'm freeing myself from it. And I remember I ran into my mom's room when I finally like had awoken, like, I don't know. I ran into my mom's room and I explained to her what happened and she was like, wow, like the enemy's like trying to knock you down. And so I remember we had the pastor come, the pastor that was at the church that we were going to at that time. He came, he prayed over my room. And after that, everything was so much better. But I had to have like those like crazy encounters in order to know that the only person that would help me through that was Jesus. I realized that no matter what, like when you're doing something right, when you're moving in a right direction in your life, the enemy will try to attack you. And all you can do is pray and pray and pray. And you know that you're doing something right in your life if he's trying to attack you. He's trying to prevent you from doing what God has called you to do. And so after all of that, you know, I kept going to church. I kept showing up. I kept doing what God had called me to do. I kept working on myself. I had gotten into a season of isolation where I just... I didn't care about anything. I didn't care about anybody, but it wasn't in the disassociation way that I was before. Like this was like, I only want God. I only seek him. I only need him. This is all I need. This is all I want. And I'm giving him my all right now. Okay. And so like after all of that, like after a year in, I had seen the work of God in my life and I was like, okay, I had been trying this, you know, and I was looking back and I was like, there is nobody else worth my attention, worth my time than him. Because if he dug me out of the hole that I dug myself into, I owe my whole life to him. And I remember like, I would have friends that would be like, oh, you spend too much time in church or, oh, like you're getting too Christian and whatever and whatever. And I was like, no, no, like I'm not, I'm not trying to be dragged down with you. I'm trying to become better. I don't want to live in a life full of sin in a life full of partying and drinking and smoking. Like I owe my whole life to him. He saved me. He, he gave me this happiness. I went from a state of like pure disassociation to a state where it was happiness. And I was like, Jesus saved me. Like he helped me. And I just, I would sit and I would think about all of the people that I was losing. And I was like, it is so worth losing the people that were bringing me down. If it means that I get to honor the man that saved me. Okay. So that's kind of how I reconnected with God getting close to God. I did that. I was fasting. I was praying. I was showing up to church. Any second I got, I would be talking to God. And I knew that in order for me to become close to him, I needed to talk to him more than I talk to everybody else because that was my best friend. 
if I needed advice, I would go to God. I wouldn't go to a friend. I wouldn't go to anybody else. I would be like, God, like, this is what's going on. I don't know what to do. You know, just lead me, guide me, help me. And after I set all of my trust and I put all of my faith in him, I knew that at the level I was within my relationship with God, nobody could touch me. Nobody could tear me down. There was nobody that could hurt me because I was so intimate with him. All of my secrets he knew. I had gotten like so disgusted by the sins that I was committing that every time I did something that I was unproud of, I would be like, God, I'm so sorry. And I would cry and I'd be like, I hate that I did this. I hate that I did this. I don't want to turn to this anymore. I want to turn to you. And so I would fast a lot. And fasting is within whatever God has called you to fast for. Or, you know, it's something that like, there's no restrictions to it. You know, you could do it however you want. I remember I would leave social media for days and periods at a time because I knew that that was an issue and that was taking me further away from God. And I knew that I didn't want to be a part of social media until I knew that I could manage it and manage myself within it. But there was still a period where I felt like I was close to God, but I was still smoking and drinking a party. And I want to talk about that and how I overcame that and how I got closer to God and farther away from that. I knew that it was a sin but it took a really, really long time to understand that it was dis- distancing my relationship with God. So I thought that I was close to God, but I would be like committing these sins. And then I realized that like, you know what? I would feel guilty after doing it, but I, I knew God still loved me, but I didn't want to betray his love because I was giving into what my flesh needed. Every time that I would drink, I'd smoke, I would party. I would get disgusted by myself whenever I had sinned and that's when I would turn to the Lord and I'd be like, Lord, I'm so sorry. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done with this. Never again. And I will tell you that after I had did that and I had kept that promise because it's one thing when you say it out and about, but when you're promising something to God, it's like a different kind of pressure. Like It's like, I need to get this done. Like, this promise is not to, like, my mom. Like, no, this promise is between me and God, and I'm going to follow through with it. Because I was like, I know that this is not making me better. It was definitely hard, but when I knew that I needed to prioritize my relationship with God before that, it all became easy. You know, actually, like, when I was like, God, just help me. Like, I was just seeking God and God and God and God. And it was Jesus this, Jesus that, Jesus this, Jesus that. I knew that that's what I wanted to set my intentions for, set my life for. It all became easy. He made it so easy. And I would, anytime I would see any of that going on, I'd be like, I wouldn't even give it a second thought. I'd be like, no, that's gross. I don't want that. Because I think that like, everybody knows that they shouldn't be doing that, but they don't know why. Or they don't understand why and in the bible it tells you like anything that's going to take mind from conscious to unconscious isn't sent from god and you shouldn't do it and so i like remember that like whenever i would smoke and i would get into the state of dissociation like after i was i had re-encountered with god and reconnected with god 
I had looked back and I had seen that and I was like, wow, that was like the most ungodly thing in the world. Like I had no idea what life was. And every time someone would come up to me and be like, oh, like, do you drink? Do you smoke? I'm like, no, I don't because I enjoy being alive. Like I have never felt so alive ever since I was sober. And I'm so thankful that it happened to me at like an early age like i'm young and i have time and i like i have the whole world ahead of me i can do whatever i want and i have my whole life ahead of me and i took the decisions and i I put the work in for it because as much as it yes it is easy and a lot of people my age think that it happens overnight and think that it's like this crazy weird thing it doesn't make any sense to them but i was watching this testimony and this guy was like i literally was just seeking a higher power like i had this drive i just i needed a higher power and he had gotten involved in witchcraft and whatever and he realized that that wasn't the higher power and he had gone to the beach and he was sitting at the beach and he just yelled and he looked up and he was like the higher power show me who you are and god spoke to him and he had an encounter with god and he just started crying and crying and crying and it's so easy it's like all you have to do is seek you don't even have to seek that hard because he will show you who he is he will work in your life in like ways that you never thought i if you told me a year ago, Alana, you're going to be sitting down a year from now recording a podcast about what God has done in your life, I would look at you and laugh in your face. I'd be like, haha, no, I'm too lost to be worked on. And that's just the mindset I had. I was too broken to be fixed. I was too lost to be guided back. And after I realized that that was a myth that I was putting inside of my head, in that regardless of all of the trauma that I went through, regardless of everything that everybody had said about me and did to me, he was still there for me. And he was still like, you know what? No, we're going to pick you back up. And like every time that I see God work in someone's life, the way that he worked in mine, it makes me happier than when he worked in mine. Like, it brings me more joy to see people re-encounter with God and reconnect with God than anything. And when you see people become happy in his presence, because it's like they will live in a world full of, like, being lost and thinking that, like, smoking weed will make you happy and it'll help you and in reality it's just dumbing you down like you never know what's going on and it's making you like you're just lost and you get into a state of like disassociation and I am so so beyond blessed to have the support system that I had and the people that I had around me and the pastors and the leaders that I had around me because honestly like I don't think that I would be where I'm at without them. I've had to change a lot of things in my life that were hard. I had to rewire the way I thought. I had to become a lot more patient in order to deal with people because I knew that if I wanted to be like Jesus and love like Jesus, I needed to work on my patience. And I will tell you, I have gotten so much more better. And I went from like just 
cussing everybody out and I was like no f this f you like you're you're not worth my time this and this and that to being so much calmer and more patient and like treating people so much better even even the people that really pull my buttons because it's going to happen regardless just because you treat everybody perfect and with respect it's not always going to be reciprocated people are always going to try and test you and tempt you and learning how to navigate through those situations helped me tremendously when you are like you're going to be in the middle at one point when you're reconnecting with god and that middle is like you're still doing the worldly things but you're going to god and the more you go to god while you're in the middle because it's almost like the enemy and god is playing tug of war and god is like no like she's mine now back off and it's kind of like it's like you're being like pulled back and forth from like doing the worldly things and then going to church and praying the more that you seek the more that you pray and the more that you say no to the worldly things the closer that you will get to god because he will see that dedication in you it doesn't happen overnight and that middle happens for a reason you know because that middle will show you how hard god will work for you and how much he will do for you regardless of the sins you're committing when i was in my middle that is when i realized wow god really loves me i realized like wow like i am not what i thought i was like god i am worth fighting for and that actually for the ladies listening when you feel that that is when you will realize who you are going to look for in a relationship because if your significant other is willing to fight for you like jesus fought for you he's like that's all you need you know you want somebody that is so like loving and so kind and so willing to fight for you that it reminds you of when you reconnected with god like i'm telling you like it's so like oh it's so like such a fulfilling feeling like an overwhelming feeling of just pure joy but i'm getting sidetracked now i want to talk about my traumas and the things that i overcame my stories i still have a lot of stories to share i want to talk about that more it's going to be really good i had been really 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 procrastinating filming i didn't like when i first had the thought of making a podcast i was like well this sounds awesome and then i like got everything for it and then after i had everything i was like you know what i don't think i'm gonna do this and i was like no i knew that this podcast was going to be a way for me to learn how to work with what i have you know i'm not perfect and i'm not by any means saying i'm perfect i'm saying that i became better and this is how i became better and i want to share how i became better so that everybody else can become better because my life would be worthless if i didn't share it if i my journey would be worthless if I didn't share a testimony. Your journey is a testimony and a testimony cannot be hidden, okay? And so if I'm living my life and if I went through everything that I went through and I don't share about it and I don't talk about it and I don't help people with it, 
then it was worthless. It was pointless and I'm living just to live, okay? I was like literally sitting down in English class and I was like, a podcast would be cool. And then he gave me the name and he was like, becoming the better you. And I was like, oh my God, that is good. Okay, that is good. And so I worked with it and I did it and I'm doing it. And I wanted it to be something like organic. I wanted it to be honest. I didn't want it to be overly edited. I do edit my podcasts because there's a lot of ands and ums and buts and pauses where I'll just sit there for like two minutes straight and not say anything because my brain is just like working and working and working. But I am trying to overcome the fear of perfection because it's not real. (laughs) Like there's in, in no world am I going to be perfect. And so I am working on that. So that was episode one of Becoming a Better You. That was a little bit of how I reconnected with God, how I got close to God, and how I distanced myself from smoking, drinking, and partying. Next episode is going to be really, really good every Monday. And I can't wait to hear everybody's thoughts about this. I'm really excited, and I hope you're just as excited as I am.